Newsflash LT, the 2016 Wellness Summit is confirmed. Pop into your diary and get your tickets now at the super early bird rate. Be there on September 10th and 11th in Melbourne with 1,000 other like-minded wellness enthusiasts. And for a limited time, purchase your ticket at this incredible rate. Up until Christmas Day, five Wellness Summit tickets are yours for the price of two. That's better than two for one. That's two and a half for one. Bring a leg, bring an arm, bring your wellness tribe for less than 120 bucks per ticket for a never-seen-before format of the summit. And even better, every ticket purchased before Christmas goes into an incredible draw to win one ticket to the 2016 Wellness Breakthrough. I cannot believe we're actually giving this away. It's worth $3,000. Get excited, people. Get very excited. To get access to the biggest and best wellness summit ever and enter this special Christmas draw, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And our beautiful Cindy is still in Boulder, Colorado. Tart. (laughs) Hashtag witch. Tart. (laughs) Oh, she'd be having so much fun on the slopes. I tell you, I'm just a little bit jelly. Just a little bit jelly. Oh, I know, me too, sweetie, God. But you know what? It's freezing over there. And when I spoke to her on Viber the other day, I don't know, the way her and and Howie were talking, it was like they could hardly hardly talk. They had that much coldness. And a part of me kind of went, you know what? I think I prefer the heat. (laughs) Oh, geez, I wonder what temperature it is there. Oh, for it to be that cold. Oh, they were hardly talking and they were both going, the air is so freezing. So they were heading back for a whiskey and some fire and I'm sure that they were going to be much happier in the space of the next 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, bless their cotton socks. Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet people. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think we've got, what, we've had about 30 and 32 degrees here, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, I think at around about the 28 degrees, I think that's just perfect. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that, Kaz. I'm very happy to know that I can go out running in that temperature and come back and jump in my pool. I said that very Australian then. You did. Um, You you said pool. You said pool. Yeah, I said pool. pool. (laughs) Um, No, it's been a great time. I love this time of year. I mean, we do get a lot of rain up here at this time of year, obviously. But, you you know what, I'd love our listeners to actually post on our page this week, you know, what's the weather like in their part of the world? Because there's lots of people that are actually in snow, there's wind, there's rain, oh, there's yes. there's heat, there's there's lots of beautiful different weather. So let's see where all our different listeners are coming from. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> so, my love, today we're talking a little bit about something that you have created, and I think it's unbelievably exciting. You've put so much effort into this. I remember when I first saw you brainstorming it all over your um, kitchen doors. <laughs> <laughs> and it's finally come to life. So, tell mm. all of our listeners about what you've done and why you've done it. Well, you know, it's it's an, an amazing thing. You get asked lots of questions all the time, particularly around the safety of essential oils and how to use them 
you know, a lot, particularly for mummies and their children. Are they safe during pregnancy? Can we use them when our children have coughs and colds and, and all those sorts of things? And I realized with all the questions I kept getting over the last year that it was time to put something together that they could actually use with ease. So we, or I have put together the book that called First Aid Essential Oils for Mothers and Children. So it's aimed specifically for parents. Obviously, we talk about mothers because they're the ones that usually generally, generally speaking, are the ones that issue any kind of, you know, nurturing or health care in the home. But that's a generalization. It's not just for mothers. But it's really written for the parents who want to give healthy, natural um, alternatives to medications using the potency and powers of essential oils. So I know that there has been a lot of talk about, um, you know, taking essential oils internally Mm -hmm. and um, what essential oils can go directly on the skin, what essential oils need to be diluted. What is your book? Um, what does your book cover about all of that? Because isn't there some kind of legal thing now? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the internal application of essential oils is very um, specifically not allowed in the Southern Hemisphere via the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Act. We are not allowed to ingest essential oils internally because of their high potency and high concentration. Um, However, we can use them in cooking and in flavorings, but no more than three or four drops per recipe. That's how strong they are. So as far as essential oils are considered, um, I would definitely say, even as a medical aromatherapist, I would not advocate people taking them um, internally uh, because there are so many um, indications. We know that because of their high potency that they can actually disrupt the gut lining of the wall. That's how strong they are. I personally believe that there are herbal tinctures and herbal teas that will work on an internal aspect much more powerfully. Um, Occasionally essential oils internally and as a medical aromatherapist, I've certainly used them internally myself, uh, but I certainly do not teach or diagnose or, you know, give any sort of... um, internal advice uh, on that level and we're not allowed to so I wouldn't recommend it because I mean sorry in other countries they do though don't they absolutely I mean in Europe um, alone uh, the internal application is advised by you know thousands of doctors throughout France and Europe alone Um, but again it's usually under the guise of a medical aromatherapist or somebody who knows exactly what they're doing you have to be careful I mean you know, they are a hundred times more concentrated than the plant or source they've come from. So if you're used to using uh, lemon as a beautiful, squeezing lemon and having a lemon honey drink with manuka honey as your form, and then you decide to take three or four drops of lemon oil internally, you may find you get sick. Uh, You may be fine, but you may find you get sick or that you find that you get a sore tummy or any of those sorts of things. So my advice to anybody um, around the internal essential use is don't do it. Um, unless you're under the guise of a, a, a qualified therapist, then you know maybe under their realm, but then you'd be covered under their insurances as well. So, you know, for the benefit of all, I say let's take it 
you know, carefully. Let's be um, aware of the contraindications and let's use them in their most potent form, which is actually topically. I believe we get a much better reaction with essential oils in a topical application ever than what we would internally. So uh, my advice is use them topically and as an inhalation and you're going to sing their praises forevermore. <laughs> so tell us about what you've got in your book. What do you tell us? What are the chapters? What do you talk about in there? Well, we talk about obviously. Look, it's very brief. It's a go-to. Most mums, when they have sick children or children with health expressions or an injury, we're not in the realm of reading and researching and sitting there in that moment wondering what it is we could do. Yeah. Um, so this is a very. It's only forty-four pages. It's an ebook. It's downloadable. You can carry it with you on your iPad or your Kindle. You can put it on your phone, and it's really easy a go-to. So obviously, we talk a little bit about what essential oils are and and what actually is aromatherapy talk a little bit in there about the guidelines of oils and and then of course what we like to blend the oils into which are cold pressed carrier oils and then we do a little bit of the methods of use and go into and i've only chosen six oils in here kaz to make it even more easy there's only six oils spoken about in here all the top first aid oils that i would want in my first aid repertoire and which ones are they Okay, so here we go. How exciting! So our favourite top oils in all. Do you want me to talk about their little each of their little oh. innuendos and what they're about as yes, well? Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Because I'm sitting here writing a list of ailments, thinking, okay, Kimmy, <laughs> hit me with what we're going to do. <laughs> all right. Well, look, we're going to talk eucalyptus, geranium. We're going to talk beautiful lavender, lemon, peppermint, and tea tree. So if we start off with eucalyptus, we know that this is a very cleansing oil. It's a very refreshing and easing oil. It's used a lot uh, for treating respiratory conditions. Most people will be aware throughout history it's been used for all bronchial chest asthmatic conditions. It's one of the most antiviral essential oils, high in antiseptic and antibacterial qualities. And the best way to use it, I believe, is in your vaporizer or diffuser, which is an electric version of the vaporizer, or as an inhalation. So when we know we've got coughs, colds, and flu, uh, any chest ailment, we know that it's a fantastic oil for inhalation. It's also a most amazing immunity booster. So you can actually use eucalyptus in a massage blend to help uh, the body stimulate and boost its immune system response. It helps increase white blood cells in the body. So it's a really, really good oil to use in a body blend uh, on the skin, so dilute it into a carrier oil and use it to help um, boost your system. It's also excellent to treat burns and wounds and blisters and things like that. It's also a great oil, by the way, for those of us mummies that have kids that decide to stick chewing gum in little brother's hair or put blue tack all into someone's hair. Then this is a great oil just to put neat into the area that's affected because it helps dissipate chewing gum and anything that's in the hair as far as um, anything that's stuck, sticky. So even if it was a lolly or something like that, just douse it with a little bit of straight eucalyptus oil and you will help solve the problem rather than cutting it out of the hair. So oh it's also, goodness. yes, it's a great oil. And it's also brilliant for helping increase mental clarity. Um, so when we vaporize it, we think a lot clearer and it is your go-to oil for removing stains. So if you have beetroot or um, blood or any red wine, if you spill that 
uh, on your clothing, then putting eucalyptus oil straight onto that affected area there and into the wash is a fantastic way to help get rid of stains. So how's that for a good oil? Well, you know, I have, um, interestingly enough, every time I fly, I have a little bottle of um, rock salt Mm -hmm. and I drench it with your immune boost and then I drench it a little bit more with eucalyptus oil. And, oh, my goodness. And so I fly with that. So I, I'm sniffing that back, like, you know, every 10, 15 minutes I'm sucking that in just to keep the nasal passages moist um, and to, it, you know, maybe it's a, it's a subconscious thing, but it makes me feel like if I keep that up my nose, I'm not going to get bugs up there. So. <laughs> Hey, well, it's it's really antiseptic and it's the most antiviral oil. And we all know when we're travelling on planes how those airborne bugs can can easily be transported around that constricted space. So I personally, yeah, I, if I was you, I would certainly do it. And, of course, our Immune Boost blend has eucalyptus oil in it. So actually it has a lot of these oils in it that we'll be talking about. So it's a beautiful oil to have in your repertoire. And, you know, the other thing, if you go to the supermarket um, or health food store, you can buy a bottle of 100 ml or 200 mils of eucalyptus oil. Now, it's not the high-grade therapeutic oil that I would use for coughs and colds. But that is my ultimate window cleaner, come floor cleaner, come um, bench top cleaner, eucalyptus, uh, lavender and tea tree. Those three oils that you can get in those bulk sizes at supermarkets are what I use as my cleaning products. So I think they're awesome. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So you don't, so, they, so it's just so easy to just get your hands on that. Yeah, you can get it and remembering that that's not the high-grade stuff. So if you want the high-grade stuff to help treat conditions and ailments, then obviously you'd want to go for a more higher-grade oil and that's where, um, you know, you would use um, the high-grade ranges and trust products and brands that you really look up to, that you really like, the the fact that the, the founder has good ethos, that you know that the products are sourced ethically and, you know, there's some very good companies out there and, and that is precisely um, my advice around that is that you make sure you find companies that you trust and that you like the, the look of what they're about. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so we've got chewing gum out of our hair. Okay, so sorry, yep, the next oil, geranium. Now, geranium. I love this. Stop it. This oil is like, you know, if you can't afford rose oil, which is around $500 a bottle, which is going up to $700 in the new year for 10 mils of that stuff um, because of it, it's so scarce now, um, what we're finding is that geranium is, is, I wouldn't say it's the poor man's alternative, but it's certainly a wonderful alternative for those of us that perhaps don't want to invest that kind of money into an oil. But geranium is really phenomenal. It is a, a wonderfully balancing oil. It is known to be the regulating oil. Um, it's a stabilising oil. So when we're going through health expressions or having an illness or an injury or coming through some sort of respite care, then we know that geranium has the effect that it can help relieve that sense of, you know, um, you know, the highs and lows of illness or the 
the the emotional extremes that come with feeling unwell. I know for, for the types of you, me and Cindy, none of us like to be unwell and we'll do whatever it takes to to get back on track. Well, geranium, again, because of its high antiseptic qualities, is something that I would definitely use in the whole realm of, of health and well-being. It's got astringent qualities, so it's brilliant for treating wounds, bruises and burns. So you could put a drop of lavender in a drop of geranium into a little bowl, use a cotton pad and wipe um, the, the affected, grazed, wounded, burned area with those cotton pads with water, geranium and lavender on it. Wow. Add tea tree if you wanted to get the real high antiseptic qualities. Now it might sting a little, but I guess you could call that your alternative to Dettol. It's an antiseptic wash. You can use any oils as an antiseptic wash so long as they're high grade, but particularly geranium, lavender and tea tree would be a wonderful, wonderful one to do. So um, it's got anti-inflammatory properties as well, which is why it's so fantastic on conditions like eczema and psoriasis. And um, I particularly like to use that with lavender. And then you can add oils like cedarwood or sandalwood, um, patchouli, which is very cell regenerating. But I love patchouli. Oh, gosh, it's a gorgeous oil. And it's an excellent oil for skin care. So adding geranium with patchouli, lavender, and those sorts of oils, very cell regenerating. You can certainly help conditions like eczema, dermatitis, and psoriasis. Now, it's also a stimulant of the adrenal cortex, which is why it's so hormone balancing. Uh, so if you're going through, you know, you've got children going through puberty or you yourself has got, it's that time of the month or you've got a wife that's in bark mode or you've got a wife in menopause, going through menopause, um, geranium might be an oil to buy them. Now, you'll tell them it's a beautiful perfume oil, but we all know subconsciously underneath it, it's also a beautiful oil to help bring a sense of calm to our emotions. So here's another gorgeous oil, beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Mm. You know, so when you say it's, um, it's good for the skin, mm-hmm. so would a person, like, mix it in with their moisturiser or what would you... Yeah, so you could add a drop to your moisturiser if you were having, say, your skin was a bit dry or unbalanced, you were having little breakouts, which is a sign that it's not in harmony or in balance, then adding a drop of geranium to your moisturiser is an ideal thing to do. If your child has been sunburnt or uh, has a bit of eczema or dermatitis, then again, you could use a natural lotion or moisturiser or better still, just plain coconut oil and add a drop or two of geranium to that and apply it to the area, then that is a beautiful thing to do for any skin condition or any condition that looks like it's inflamed. Because of its astringent qualities, it's a beautiful oil to use in those situations. And it also has very nurturing, balancing, calming qualities. So many children really like the smell of geranium. It's a bit light lavender. It's a bit, you know, it's very gen- gentle. And, you know, some children, they, they like to copy their mummies and wear a perfume. You could use a drop of geranium onto the perfume points and any little girl is going to love smelling like the, the pure essence of geranium. It's just exquisite. So that's kind of cool, isn't it? Because I know that I remember when I was young, I broke out in the world's worst, like, boil-type zits on my skin. Mm. And, you know, even now I'll still get the odd zit here and there. And I wonder, like, at what age the zits will stop 
<laughs> I, I just, you know, that it was in the the brochure that I read was that when you hit 21, you stop getting zits, but that just was not my experience. So, oh, my God, I know, right? It's insane. What is with that? What is with I that? I don't know, but I went through my teenage years pretty unscathed. I'd get the odd pimple, but nothing to what obviously some people endure. And it was at 20, I broke out. I actually went and had a facial. I'd never had one before. This woman um, put these mask things on my eyes, so I couldn't actually see what she was doing. But she told me that I was covered in blackheads. Now, I don't know whether I was or wasn't. I don't remember seeing a whole lot of blackheads. But she used a needle and injected. Now, you as a beauty therapist would cringe at this. But she used a needle on my face and just squeezed. And cut. Now, I walked out of there and she was using really highly astringent products. My skin, I walked out of there and felt like it was so tight. Um, it felt very taut and very tight and very sore. Well, I broke out big time and I had the most serious skin rash pustules and and reaction for the next nine months and I could not get rid of it I was so embarrassed to go out I couldn't be seen and you'd want to put makeup on to cover it but that just seemed to make it worse so believe it or not Kaz that's actually when I got into ultra marathon running because I'd go on long runs because no one could see me I'd put a hat on my glasses on and I'd go running. And it's so funny when I look back, maybe I should be grateful for it because, you know, I ended up using the oils to, to set a world record. But I look back at it now and it was while I was using the oils for running and I would do lavender compresses at night to help relax me that I realized that the lavender was having an effect on my skin. Then I started researching it, and obviously I was now studying my diploma in holistic aromatherapy, and I started using the oils because I was about to be put onto Roaccutane. I was about oh, to have yeah. um, steroid creams applied. For eight months, the dermatologists wanted me to take these steroid creams, uh, use steroid creams and take Roaccutane. When I read and understood at 20 years of age that if I was pregnant, that I would need to abort a child, but if I was taking Roaccutane, that's when I started thinking, well, what is in this drug? And even though I was desperate, I decided I did not want to endure that. So that is, but what was freaky is one night when I came back from a run, I was so tired and I wasn't sleeping very well that I did a lavender compress. I used geranium and I used cedar wood and I was doing these compresses on my face and my skin instantly felt more calm. The next morning, I wasn't sure if I was just seeing things, but it seemed to be less red. So I tried it and over the course of the next month, all I did was use oils, coconut oils and oils like lavender, geranium, cedarwood and patchouli and frankincense on my skin. And within a month, my skin was at least 50%, if not 60% better. Within three months, the whole thing had gone. And, and I just really put it down to using things like oils. Obviously, I had to look at my diet as well. And um, being under the coach with the Australian Institute, because my running was improving, I found that I wasn't eating a lot of sugary foods. I was eating bananas as my source of carbohydrate. And I was really eating a lot of, believe it or not, quality fat. So even back then, uh, one of my coaches was really big and into coconut oil. So I was taking coconut oil internally and I'm sure that that also helped improve my health and wellness around my skin condition. Because as we know, most gut 
uh, most skin conditions begin in the gut. So it's probably the first point of call I would go to alongside using oils topically. You would need to be looking at the internal, what's going on in the gut as well. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think um, I remember that there was a beauty a beauty therapist. Well, when I was doing my beauty training, they used a small scalpel to um, remove blackheads, so there wasn't any squeezing. It was just a small, tiny little, you know, and you couldn't even see it. You wouldn't even see it on the skin if it was done properly, mm-hmm. just to remove the blackheads. Because the the philosophy was there aren't always pimples where there are blackheads, but wherever there are blackheads, there are def- uh, sorry. There aren't always pimples where there are blackheads, but wherever there are pimples, there are definitely blackheads. Ah. Yeah, ah. so you can have blackheads and not pimples, but if you've got pimples, you've definitely got blackheads because that's the beginning. That's the start of a pimple. Ah. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick with me, girlfriend. Oh, I so, so love squeezing blackheads. It's wrong, isn't it? Oh, it's you're so disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't you, have admitted that. Do you like peeling sunburnt skin too? Oh, I love it. Oh, I no, see, that's just weird. <laughs> oh, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> I purposely burn my children. No, I'm not no. kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, no, but I do. I love it. I oh, love it. weird. No, gross, gross, gross. But no, okay. I know. I know how. Like, I know how sensitive a person's skin can be yeah. when it is so inflamed and so nasty and so hormonal. So I think to be able to have such a beautiful. Um, concoction a potion if you like with with the three oils like you've said here Mm. i think that that is just such a beautiful way to bring the calm back into the skin because it's so and it is so embarrassing it Mm. is so embarrassing to have pimples and especially when it is really inflamed and it's really sensitive and sore you can't even feel like you want to you don't even feel like you want to wash your face because it's so sore yeah And I think to have something like that, I know even to this day, if I do get a pimple, I'll either use your um, skin boost, your healing boost, or I'll use um, just the the pure lavender. Now that I know that I can use the geranium, um, because I absolutely love the geranium. I'm going to. gorgeous um, oil. Oh, it is. It's the most divine scent. Oh, it's hypnotic. And, and you know what? It's you were just touching on a point there that I think is so poignant. When we have a health expression or our skin's expressing itself in a way like this, one of the most important things we can do is treat it with care and reverence. And for many of us, you know, we we hate it, we look in the mirror, we say nasty things, we we really berate ourselves for the way it looks. It's not the skin's fault. It's not the gut's fault. There's just It's just the body's way of expressing and it's whispering. And if it's at that point where it's quite aggressive on your skin, it's screaming at you yeah. that something's not right. So, you know, the important thing is to go back into taking a place of care. And that's when I love the rituals that I also talk about in, in the book, which is the methods of use, that something as simple as a ritual of a compress is such an exquisite, beautiful um, thing to do. And of an evening, one of the things that I've done with my children ever since they were born um, is um, whoever, it's usually me, but I will do a lavender compress or a beautiful lavender geranium or I'll use one of the blends like Instant Calm and I'll make a compress using a warm 
a bowl of water, warm basin of water, add two, three, sometimes four drops of in total of my essential oils or blend. Then wrap the cloth of flannel or the face wash or a muslin cloth into that, soak up the oils and squeeze it. Then I take it with it wrapped in my hands in a ball to the person that I'm going to deliver it to. And I go in there to my daughter and she'll get the compress and she'll put it across her face. And then I just tell her how much I love her. And then I go back to the bathroom, fill up the sink and do it again and go into my son who he, you know, is 16. He's probably, he wouldn't think to go and do this. He's blessed with beautiful skin. But, you know, um, I don't think it's like he'd get up and go and do himself a compress. But he certainly doesn't say no when I take it into him and he wipes face and goes yeah thanks mom and then I go off and the last one I'll, I'll, I'll treat or give it to is is my hubby and it's always been something that Danny and I've always done whoever's the last one to be does the lavender compress so that ritual in itself is a great way to wind down anchor and calm and relax say things that we love and care about others and and if you've got an unwell child or partner or friend or family member then doing a, a compress, a first aid compress, so a colder compress using things like lavender and peppermint is a beautiful way to pat the body down and allow the, the temperature that's risen in them to burn itself out by using beautiful peppermint and lavender compresses. You can help the body get that temperature broken quicker and it also makes the person feel a lot more comfortable and cared for. So it's a beautiful mm. thing to do. I think that's the key really too is the, the, the nurturing that comes with this kind of application because the sen- it is such a sensory experience as much as it is a healing experience. I think it is so nurturing and so calming when sometimes a person can feel a little bit um, on edge and a little bit hyper. You know, like if you're stressed because of the skin or you're stressed because of your hormones or you're stressed, you know, for, because you've not been well or whatever, whatever, mm. the nurturingnessity of, <laughs> of the warm compress and the beautiful scent and the beautiful smell, it is very, very calming and it's very, very soothing. And I, I'd love to, I'd love to explore one day. And I don't know if it's ever been done. You know how they put, um, of course, straight to the mind here, but you know how they put electrodes um, on the on the brain sometimes and they measure the electrical firing of the brain when we have certain thoughts or when we have an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. They can actually see the electrical firing. I would love to see what happens when they use aromatherapy oils. Yeah. Well, I had a beautiful doctor come up to me. We were launching our third book in Auckland um, about face, Fleur and I, and we were launching and this doctor came up to me and, and said, you know, uh, he was also a, a, an author with the same um, random house company and he had been doing all this research on tea tree. And he and he knew we were aromatherapy experts and we were launching this book all around skincare. He then came to me and he said, listen, I've been using tea tree in the laboratory and we've been looking at it. Now, here's something interesting, he said. We don't even put tea tree oil onto the agar dish. We just put tea tree next to it and the vapors <gasps> kill wow. the bacteria in there. He said, take it one step further He said, I've been experimenting with this. My wife and children know essential oils very well. He said, my child, we did not have any tea tree at home and we could not get this tea tree to him and he had an infection. I said to my wife, 
to talk to him all about the virtues and the powers of tea tree and how it's the most antiseptic, it's energizing, it's purifying, it's cleansing, and to visualize the vapors doing its magic on his skin wound that he had. And she felt and he believed that even talking about the powers of tea tree was actually supporting and calming that wound and making him feel better. Now, you could say it was the voice. You could say it was just the mum holding him. You could say it was a plethora of different things. I get that. But to have this beautiful doctor talking to me about talking about the intention of the powers of essential oils, I went, well, you know what, Kaz, this is something I'd love to talk to you about because I think yes, this is right up your alley in understanding the power of intention behind thought. What are your thoughts on that one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's profound actually because the, in Eastern philosophy they talk very much about how the body in and of itself is neutral mm-hmm. and the body is only ever impacted by the mind. So what starts in the mind manifests in the body. So they say that if the mind, and and the mind doesn't know the difference, Einstein said the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And it's, you, you know that that's true because we can imagine fear around a certain task or a certain event occurring and we'll go into a state of conniption just at the imagined thought of it. Mm. not even having experienced it, but we can, you know, almost go weak at the knees imagining what's going to happen if something, you know, takes place in the future. So our thoughts definitely impact the way that the body feels profoundly. So it's interesting that somebody could say, imagine the healing properties and (laughs) the mind doesn't know the difference and the body doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And because the body is neutral, it takes its instruction from the mind. (laughs) So I'm not even remotely surprised that somebody would have a conversation with you about something like that. I think that is just, and you know, the part that's even more exciting to me about that is that there is a doctor that's talking that way. I know. And that was a few years ago too. And he had written a book that was all about mind and, and and the healing powers. And I'd have to look up what the name of that book was, but he was very big on this topic and, and very interested in the innate intelligence of plants and how they can work so powerfully and connect into the innate intelligence of the human body. And I just loved the way he spoke way back then and certainly never forgotten him talking about um, using tea tree, the vapors on a on a petri dish with the agar jelly. So that was really, oh, yeah, it was pretty fantastic. cool. So let me talk to you about lavender. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. So lavender is is what I would consider the number one oil that every home should have, whether you have children or don't have children, whether you're in a relationship or not. Lavender is the number one oil to start with. Uh, it is the, the most cytophylactic oil, which means it's the most cell regenerating. It is like having your first aid kit and dream mum in a bottle. It is the most beautiful. It has a vibrational frequency of 118 megahertz. It is a very high um, energy oil, but it's also the oil to help bring about soothing and calming. So its energy is in the sense of healing. Um, it is the most uh, restorative oil for all conditions. It is also the safest to use directly on the skin, particularly on small burns, bites and stings. And let's 
face it here in Jurassic Park, we'd get a few oh, of those. <laughs> Um, and a few drops in a bath or on a pillow is just the most beautiful way to create a relaxing bedtime ritual. Um, I love it when I have friends staying. I always go into their room while they're maybe in the bathroom before bed and I just put a couple of drops on their pillow. Uh, when I change the sheets, I always put a couple of drops onto clean sheets. I use lavender in the vaporizer in our bedrooms. I use it on the skin. I, again, it's another oil. You can add a drop to your skincare if you've got a bit of a breakout. It is the most nurturing of all the oils and I would use it for nearly any and every skin condition, including things um, from a mental, emotional point of view. It's a great oil for releasing nervous tension and anxiety and stress. So with lavender being such a universal oil, I... Actually, this may not. This this may be completely different. With the concern about taking oils internally, mm-hmm. I um, went to the Golden Door Health Retreat many many years ago, and they were growing a culinary lavender bush, and they would rip the lavender um, the flowers off and boil them, and then we would drink that as tea, and then they would also um, steam the lavender flowers and they would take the, the the water from the steaming and then they would put that into ice cream. Like they'd made up like a cup, uh. of, cup of ice cream. <laughs> it was extreme. I mean, it was amazing. So is that kind of thing okay? Because what you're saying is that the oils are far more potent than the actual flour. So if boiling the flowers, that's not going to give the same level of potency? No, no, it won't because the essential oils are taken from the plant through a method called steam distillation. So it's the most gentle and effective way. I shouldn't say gentle. It probably doesn't sound gentle when I explain it. But when you put the plant matter, so that beautiful plant, the lavender flower and the, and the leaves all into this big, massive um, vat, we apply, we have water at the bottom of the vat, the, the plant material is sitting on a wire rack and then we apply heat to the water underneath it. That heat creates steam from the water. The steam then travels through the plant material and ruptures the essential oil gland and transports the oil along with the steam up to the surface of the roof uh, of, that, of that vat. And we all know that when steam hits a cold surface it condenses and therefore that it turns back into a liquid and it goes down what we call a condensing tube into a florentine flask now when that material sits that liquid sits there after a while you will see two very distinct levels the top is the essential oil and the bottom is what we call the floral water or the hydrosol Now, many companies will bottle that floral water and sell it as rose water or rose hydrosol. We're about to release our very first rose hydrosol. It's pure organic rose water. It is so beautiful and it is the ultimate in skincare and looking after skin conditions and eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis, acne, as well as the most anti-aging toner you will find on the market. So that to me is the ultimate. And then, of course, at the top of that was the pure essential oil, which is also directly bottled from there. Now, that is it in its purest form. 
when we boil the plant material, um, it's not bad in the sense that we're creating, I, I guess, a, a tea from that. So it's not bad to boil it. You are going to get a lot of the essential oil out of the plant. But, of course, to get a full concentrated 9 mil bottle or 10 mil bottle of lavender, you know, you're going to need to use hundreds of kilos of plant to get that little 10 mil bottle of oil. Now, when you're just measuring it into your pot, you've only got probably a couple of sprigs, let alone a whole plant. So you can see there the intensity, the concentration is far less and therefore not going to be as intense or as concentrated as the essential oil. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I'm just thinking now, like given how many oils and how easily oils are available, but how much it takes to make one little bottle, Mm. how can we possibly ever grow enough? Well, that's why you want to go, I mean, lavender is actually, you don't need quite as much as I mentioned there. Um, lavender is one of the most highest yielding plants. You get more oil out of the, each part of that plant than you do any other plant. Eucalyptus is another one that that has a high amount of essential oils coming out of the plant. However, rose oil, you know, you do need a ton of rose petals in order to get out um, a, a 10 mil bottle of oil. So you've got to be really careful and conscious that for many people using essential oils, um, we do use it willy-nilly. But that is also why synthetics came about. Synthetics came about because it was much easier to take the constituents of a, a plant like um, lavender and take the highest component in that, which is lavender, and also it has some other terpenes in there. We can copy those terpenes and alcohols and esters. We can mimic them exactly the same in nature. Uh, sorry, in the in the laboratory, and therefore create a product that is a perfume fragrance. And that is what a lot of companies will use in the food flavoring industry or in the perfume industry. They will use the synthetic counterpart, which I guess on one level is kinder to the planet if you if you look at it from that perspective. However, when you have ethically grown sustainable plants and, and, and farms of these beautiful products, then just like um, food farming and using, you know, and doing vegetable farming and, and the constant crop um, what, um, turnover and, and using the proper animals and, and fertilizers that are natural and all of that, then it is a natural, beautiful process. And in fact, on reading the book called, um, oh, what's it, The Secret Life of Plants, oh, yeah. what I loved about reading that, and it's a fascinating read, particularly for the science heads out there, it was written by scientists, so you'll love it. But they talk about the fact that a flower in its full bloom being picked and then changed into an essential oil or changed into a floral water or used in medicinal or food purposes is the ultimate expression of the plant to be transformed into another organic compound or another way of being. <laughs> so as weird as that sounds, you might think, oh, my gosh, and you know, plants have feelings too. Well, when you eat a zucchini, it's the ex final expression of the plant from the flower into the fruit or the vegetable. So it is when it's then eaten and goes through the body, it gets transformed again. And then when we excrete it, 
it becomes another form which then goes back into the plant kingdom. It's it's kind of a beautiful way of looking at the whole conglomerate of what it means to be a plant and its full expression. And so that's how I look at the essential oil. I look at it as the life force of the plant. I look at it as the highest vibrational energy of the plant. It's what gives a plant its distinct aroma. It also is usually where the highest therapeutic medicinal value of that plant is. So some plants we can eat and get the highest medicinal qualities from. And that would be like your lemons and your oranges, your grapefruits. You could even eat lavender flowers, um, but you would not need to eat a lot to get the same digestive components as what you would um, if we were going to use it uh, in, a, in a, an essential oil. Obviously, you're getting the most concentrated part, but that is why in aromatherapy, less is best. You do not need a lot to get an amazing reaction. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? If I gave you an example of, of the yield, just to go back to that yeah, for you, yeah. in the book I've written, if we took 100 kilograms of each of the following plants, this is how much we would yield. So 100 kilograms of eucalyptus, we will get 10 litres of essential oil of, of eucalyptus. 100 kilograms of lavender, we would get 3 litres of essential oil of lavender. 100 kilograms of rose oil, we will only get 100 mils from the same amount. So that is what I'm talking about with the yield. So, again, that just gives you why there's so many different price points with oils. And if you ever come across a company that has all oils the same price, then you could just about guarantee that they are synthetic, that they're not pure. Yeah. Wowza. So let me give you the last three oils because I, I don't even know what the timing is on this, my darling. I love talking to you. We haven't got long, but let me give you lemon. Um, lemon is an uplifting oil, obviously one of the most cleansing and clearing oils. It has major antimicrobial properties, so it's excellent in treating colds and flus, bronchitis and asthma. also has high immune-stimulating immune properties, uh, again, to stimulate the white blood cells, which helps you know get rid of the bacteria invading the body another excellent astringent oil so works well with geranium and skincare so this is another one you might enjoy using yeah. one drop into your skincare because it is also the one that is the most tonifying to the skin this is an excellent oil for treating boils and acne so that skin you were talking about before when you were you were saying you were getting these pustules well lemon is an amazing oil for treating acne Again, I'd be doing that in a compress and the other way to do it is inhalation. So when we place lemon oil into a bowl of quite hot water and then place a towel over our head and inhale and let the skin sweat with the oils like lavender and lemon, oh my gosh, this is one of the best ways. to. Have. It's like when you go to the beauty therapist and you guys use those steam, well, I don't even know what they're called, but they put the steam treatment on your face. What's oh, that? Yeah. yeah, they're just like a steamer. Yeah, well, this is a great way of doing it in your own home, letting the skin sweat and steaming on the skin using these oils. Lemon's also excellent. You can put drops neat onto warts. Now, you'd need to treat warts over a period of 28 days, so one drop directly onto one wart because we know warts are a viral. So if you get rid of one wart, you'll tend to kill the virus and all. So treat one or two of the warts with lemon oil directly onto that area and um, remember with children, if it's on their hands, though, they might suck the oil, which isn't necessarily the most tasteful thing to do. But again, just be mindful. Um, if their children are old enough, then make sure that they don't necessarily suck on lemon oil. 
And here's a goodie about lemon oil. It has been known that when you vaporise the essential oil of lemon oil, uh, particularly in the environment where um, you don't want to make mistakes, so it might be exams, it might be when you're proofwriting, it might be when you're doing work on assignments and things like that, then lemon oil has been known, known to reduce mistakes by over 58%. So when you're using the oil of lemon when you're studying or when you're using it when you're writing or trying to have clear thoughts, then here's a great one to be using in the vaporizer or even a drop on a tissue and then tucked into the top of your top, walk around with that. That's a beautiful way to help have clear thoughts. That's amazing. I know. I love that one. And kids respond very well to lemon oil, so it's a great oil to use with children and an excellent one to use with coughs, colds, and flus. You can imagine blending it with eucalyptus um, and peppermint. It would be a great inhalation blend for um, sore chests or coughs, colds, and flus. Qatar. So peppermint is another one that we've talked a lot about. This is a beautiful oil. Whilst it's warming, it's also very cooling. So I don't know if you've tried it, Kaz, but when you put uh, peppermint oil onto the skin, it has a very cooling effect, Mm. but yet it warms up the muscles underneath. This is my husband's favorite oil. He loves lavender and peppermint baths. So you get this tingling sensation on the skin, but then you get this deeply relaxing, regenerating effect on the body. It's an excellent oil for um, nausea, upset tummies, high temperatures, and also it's known as the tummy aid, the great digestive uh, oil. Excellent for um, as an analgesic for muscle aches and pains, bruises, joint pain, and another good one to put a drop onto, and the way we do it direct is put a drop onto the end of a cotton bud and then place that directly onto the burn or the bite or the sting, particularly with peppermint onto an insect bite can help reduce the inflammatory response or the redness and the itchiness. So it's a great one for that. We make up in the office lavamint um, spritzes. So it's a combination of lavender and peppermint, which are excellent for travel sickness and nausea, mental fatigue, and again, for creating more clear-headedness. So in that round, you could even add a drop of lemon to that to really enhance clear-headedness. It's an excellent inhalation with eucalyptus, again, for coughs and colds. And as I said, it's a wonderful oil to help relieve uh, headaches, temperature, and believe it or not, migraines. One drop neat onto the base of the skull or onto the area where you feel the migraine coming from is a fantastic way to help relieve migraines. How good's that? Oh, that is gold. Mm -hmm. I'm writing all of this down as you're going. You don't need to, love. I'll send you the book. Oh, okay. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> You're madly taking notes. I am. I am. I'm frantic. So if I, I don't know if, if I've sounded a little bit quiet at times, but if I'm, I'm just frantically taking down notes. I, I forgot. Have. I forgot. Well, I mean, I've I've made it as price accessible as possible. This book is nine ninety seven. It's a, oh it's on gosh. my on my website twenty eight dot com. So if you think this would be a great gift for someone, great idea is to to get it, print it off, and give it to someone under the Christmas tree. It's a beautiful book. It looks gorgeous. It's easy to read. And if all of this is appealing to you, then hopefully nine ninety seven is not going to break the bank. And it's one of those those gifts that keep on giving. This is the gift for all homes and families that I personally believe is the most ideal way to start your repertoire of natural health and healing. Sounds just divine. And to have it all so easily accessible, Mm. you know, because I think a lot of the time 
and 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 even though I know you so well and I have you at arm's reach and you talk about the oils all the time there are some times when I'm not feeling 100% or something goes wrong or what have you and I think oh shit oh gosh I just said that word <laughs> oh whoops sorry everybody <laughs> <laughs> I just think to myself, oh, bugger, I can't remember what Kimmy said and what combination I should have them. Aww. So I think having a reference like this is like a little Bible. Well, yeah, just... and even though, like it's for mothers and children, let's think about it from it's from the nurturing point of view. Um, you know, it's for all of us need a mummy hug sometimes and and th- sometimes we can think of ourselves as the child. Here's your go-to when you haven't got your mummy around you. Here's your go-to and what you can do to look after you. So I, I really thank you for that, Kaz, because I too um, always want something that's easy and, and easy to get to and, and quick, easy, digestible recipes that I can make up in a flash. And I figured if I just talked six oils, said, no, every, you don't have to have 300 oils in your repertoire. These are the top six that you need for all of these conditions that we've been talking about. And of course, including the number one antiseptic oil, the final oil I'll talk to you about is tea tree, which is the most purifying and cleansing of all oils. It is known as the number one antibacterial, antimicrobial and antifungal oil. And I use this all the time as a stimulant for the immune system. I love taking it. This is why it's in our immune boost blend because it helps kill airborne bugs you just heard me talk about that beautiful doctor talking about it just in the air it's vapors alone are the most antiseptic and antibacterial excellent to use in your vaporizer if anybody in our house comes in or says that they've got a sore throat or anything i immediately put immune boost on or i'll do a tea tree diffuser in the kids room and just whack it whack everyone (laughs) whack everyone well i don't want to get sick so it's excellent, again, for treating bronchial conditions, sinusitis, whooping cough, it's a good one for. And then go to things like athlete's foot, blisters, burns, acne, cold sores, dandruff. It's an excellent thing for rashes, warts and wounds. So um, to finish off with tea tree, I would also say to you, because it is so purifying and cleansing, it's also the oil that I love to use when I'm having negative thoughts or feeling down about myself or maybe I can tell you at even times writing this book, there were moments when I wondered if it was ever going to get off the ground because there's so much research and every time you research one area, then you realize you could include this. The amount of stuff that's gone into and out of this book and then brought into the most simple, easy to use way. I could I could write a you know a 500 page book on these six oils and how to use them. My thing was how to make it really accessible and easy, particularly when we're unwell or when we've got children that aren't at their best. How do we use these top six oils? So there you have it, my darling: tea tree, peppermint, lemon, lavender, and my favourites, geranium and eucalyptus, are all in there. Oh my goodness! So that really, it's kind of like a little a little first aid kit. Are you, are you putting a first aid kit of oils together? Well, yes, it's funny you should mention that. Well, it just so happened to cross my mind. Just did. Yes, you can get all six of those oils in one kit. And obviously you save, I, I think, quite considerable amount when you get them in combination. So imagine that for a, a Christmas gift or a birthday gift or a Mother's Day gift. You get the whole six oils plus the essential oil. Uh, the first aid essential oil book for mothers and children. Then I, I don't know about you, but I think that is talk that that to me is a gift of of health and healing. It really is. Oh, totally, 
Totally. And I think to just have, if, if nothing else, if everybody's got nothing else in their little, you know, I've got like a little medicine cabinet thing. Yeah. If, if you've got nothing else but those in there, at least you're off to a really good start to being able to tackle just about every issue that your little kids could come up with as they're getting older. Yeah, um, and the beautiful thing about it too, sweetie, is that the book also has an A to Z of ailments. So if you had, you know, um, a blocked nose, there's it lists which of those six oils are the best to use and which method of use is the most appropriate. If you've got, if you need an insect repellent, you've got ingrown toenails, jet lag, hay fever, conjunctivitis, your kids are throwing tantrums or you've got warts, <laughs> then I've done all the main conditions that we face as mothers with our children um, throughout that. So there's an A to Z in there. What might also be helpful in the book, my love, is that I also added in here a whole section on more natural remedies for healing. So I talk about things like arnica and aloe vera. Um, I've got a chicken soup recipe in there. Talk about colloidal minerals, black currant powder, olive leaf extract, probiotics, etc., and rescue remedy. And then I also give you a whole section in there on other complementary therapies worth investigating. So you might have thought of taking your child to an acupuncturist. You might have thought of experiencing chiropractic or looking at homeopathy or kinesiology and and I just give a little brief rundown these are all therapies that I've used with my children and why I wanted to include them is that all mummies have options of things that might also work for them in their home and their families and as an extra bonus I put in there some natural home care and personal care recipes. So things to use, how to use these oils in the laundry, um, stain removers, dishwashing liquid. And I also included some beautiful things like a homemade toothpaste, sunscreen, natural deodorant, body wash. All of that is in this book. So I really am very proud and very excited to share this book with you. And I'm I'm so touched that you wanted to talk about it today, my darling. Oh, well, I saw you. I saw you put it on Facebook, and I've and I've seen um, you talking about it. And I thought, no, 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 this is this is super important because I think the the more we can um, start to see our the synergy between human and plant life and animal life is the more we can start to embrace the synergistic relationship that exists between us then the more healthy we're going to be. And we've been talking about this since God was in small pants about how, you know, it was, you know, we, we want to get back to nature. We want to get back to being more healthy. We want to be back to being more whole and sustainable. And, you know, because I think more so now and, and you know, I think for me I've always known about the harmony, mm-hmm. certainly from the perspective of, of our animals and environment and our plants and, and, and all of that. I've always known about that, but I haven't had enough education over the years growing up to know how to make that work for me. I've just gone with whatever was marketed and whatever smelled nice and whatever felt nice as moisturizers and cleansers and all those sorts of things, you know. But as I've gotten older and I've started to see that those things haven't made me feel great mm-hmm. and they have, there have been lots of you know, for me personally on my journey, being very caught up in the way that the world runs and being very caught up in, you know, um, Tim Tams and Vegemite and breads and, and um, you know, uh, 
A2 milks and added this and extracted that. And, you know, because I didn't know any different. Mm. And the pill and all the antibiotics and the, only going to see a doctor when I had something wrong, you know, for me, I, I, I'm suffering for it now. I, I'm, paying, I'm paying the price for it now. And I think that if people can get this learning without having to go through the suffering, then the world gets to be a better place in the home. And as you said in that beautiful poem, you know, you can't make a difference to the world. You can only make a difference to your own world. And when you do that, then, you know, it, 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 it translates. And I don't think we've got to look too far to see that we're suffering in every area of our lives. So if we can find a way to reduce the suffering internally in our own homes, internally in our own bodies, and get back to the beauty of how we're supported on this planet then I think there's a possibility that we can experience more love and less hate. And I know that that's a really big statement to make, given that we're talking about aromatherapy oils, but I see it as a contingent part. Absolutely. As to that full connection back to holistic living. And I don't mm. think that people can take it, um, and, and you know, even for our listeners, I don't think we can take it lightly. I don't think we can brush it off and say, oh, yeah, it's nice, but it's not effective. I don't think we can do that. I don't think that we've given it enough of a chance to see the efficacy of it, you know, because it doesn't happen overnight in a drug or a pill. It might happen in a week, you know, but it's happening in a way that your body can sustain itself. Absolutely. Rather than short-term gain for long-term pain. So wake up, Australia. Wake up, people. Yeah. (laughs) No, I agree, darling, and I, I wholeheartedly when I was researching, you know, the history, I mean, when we look at the history of essential oils, 4,000 years they've been documented. This is not a new therapy. It just so happens that it's a popular therapy at the moment because of the resurgence and particularly with multi-level companies and all those sorts of things, which I think has brought about such a powerful um, awareness. uh, awareness. And I love what many, many, many of these um, beautiful consultants out there are doing and they're, they're bringing a choice and an option for people to bring oils into the home. So don't underestimate the power of them, but they aren't a new therapy. But my, my stress from the beginning is always make sure you're under someone, if you've got a serious condition, you do need to seek serious medical um, and professional advice with your healthcare leader. So you know, just be aware of that. But wholeheartedly agree with you, sweetheart, and love the whole anecdotes and and analogies around the innate intelligence of us as human beings uh, and, of course, the body and, of course, with nature. So thank you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) So that's brought us to the end of the show. Can you believe it's gone so quick? I know, I know. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. So tell everybody where where they can get the oils because I think here's what I'm going to put it out there. You can't just buy the ebook and not get the oils. Yeah, I think you have to have the oils. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm. So get the ebook, get the oils, and go to do all the w's dot twenty eight dot com. And Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> oh, God, I love you girls. Oh, I saw Miss Cindy. She's, she sent us a few little messages saying yeah. she's there with us in spirit. She's so excited about the book. So she'll be inundated with it as well when she gets back. There's a, there's a few mentions in there about some of the beautiful, you know, her green food, her colloidal minerals and things like that, which I think also are a wonderful addition to the first aid repertoire. 
well, you know what, Kimmy, she might actually need your little your little first aid kit because she's currently driving in a snowstorm. <laughs> so <laughs> she may need something to calm the farm. Oh, maybe a <laughs> shot of whiskey may not be so yes. bad right now. <laughs> Go with that. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, sweetie. Fabulous, my love. Thank you for the fabulous, fabulous show. And for all of our listeners, we hope you have loved today's show and at least you've got something that you can start to work with when it comes to bringing natural and holistic healing into your home. So make sure that you go to Kimmy's website and get your little kit for Christmas and even as a Christmas little gift for yourself. I think it, there's, there's, there's nothing better. Start there if you haven't already. So go to our Facebook page at all the w's.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Post your comments and let us know about what the weather's like where you are, like Kimmy mentioned first thing in the show. It's really cool to see where all of our listeners are located. And I know that actually now, Kimmy, we have hit 2.5 million followers for up for a chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at the stats the other day. So we'd like to see 2.5 million posts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on our Facebook page, knowing exactly where all of you guys are. Tell us where you are. And also, you know what I think would be quite fun? Tell us what you've got planned for Christmas and where yeah. you're going to be for Christmas so that we can put out a really fabulous Christmas show for you guys and send you all of our love. Aww. Also, you can post your comments at allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and I haven't said this for a while but when you go to iTunes baby give us a five-star rating tell everybody that you know that you think up for a chat rocks (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much everybody for tuning in we're going to see you same time same station next week right here on up for a chat and join us and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world we're going to see you on the ride bye everyone This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.